Welcome to the First Principles of Medicine podcast. In this series, we will be breaking down complex medical topics into their first principles. When the stress is on and you've just been asked a tough question that you don't know the answer to, we feel you'll be able to fall back on these principles to formulate a decent answer and perhaps reason your way out of trouble. In today's episode of 1pm, Jason will be talking to us about chronic kidney disease. Take it away, Jason. Okay, so today we'll be talking about chronic kidney disease. So, CKD, does anyone know what that is? Uh, let's pretend I don't know, Jason. You know what I know, but let me see if Deriver you know. Derive it from the word. Let me see what you know. <laughs> see if you, do you know what CKD is, Jason? Okay, let's begin by going through the first principles of CKD. So, in order to understand CKD, I feel that we need to understand what the three basic kidney functions are. Sure. Okay. So, yeah. what are the three basic kidney functions? Well, first, yeah, let's go, JT. it's to help filter our blood of all the waste that we produce and yeah. excrete it out of our body in the form of urine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, regulates our fluid levels in the yeah. body. Does that count under the same thing as JT? Is that separate? Yeah. Oh, like filtering and then regulate, regulating okay. fluids kind of on. Separate. Okay. Yeah. And thirdly, I believe it does produce some endocrine hormones. Yeah. Is Very that nice. the three that we're yeah. looking for? That's three? Okay. Yeah. Okay, um, nice. I've kind of labeled them to make it a bit more clearer. So the first function is regulating concentration. Okay. The second function being excreting metabolic waste products. And the third function being hormone synthesis. I see. So under regulating concentration, what are three things the kidney regulates in terms of concentration? Sodium. Yeah. So with sodium, when you regulate sodium concentration, yeah. what else do you regulate as well? Water. Water, right? Yeah. Water follows salt. Yeah. yeah. So as JT said, water fo follows salt. Yeah. So I kind of lump those together as one of the concentrations which the kidney regulates. Sure. What's another one? I don't know if this counts as the metabolic waste, but urea? Is that... I've kind of put that under the metabolic, metabolic waste, waste product. Okay. We'll go to that. Uh, other electrolytes? Potassium? Yes. So okay. electrolytes, mm -hmm. right? That's another category yeah. of things oh, which okay. the kidney regulates. Yeah, so sure. electrolytes and salt and water. Now, what's the third one? Oh, Acid-based. Acid-based, acid right? Yeah, yeah acid. Oh, I see. So the three things the kidney regulates in terms of concentration yeah. are sodium and water, which yeah. are kind of considered one thing, yeah. acid base, and yeah. electrolytes, are particularly potassium. Okay, I see. Yeah. Now let's go to the next basic kidney function, the excretion of metabolic waste products. Yep. So JT already mentioned one, uh, urea. Okay. Things like uric acid, creatinine is another. And the last thing I've included in that subsection are drugs. Okay. So in regards to hormone synth synthesis, mm. There are three main hormones the kidney secretes. Can mm. anyone think about what they are? Erythropoietin. Yes. And what is erythropoietin or EPO's function? EPO increases red blood cell production. Yeah. So and it stimulates help. the production of erythrocytes yeah. or red blood cells yeah. in the bone marrow. Mm -hmm. Helps Tour de France yeah. winners. So generally, I just want you to think of EPO yeah. as equaling hemoglobin control. Sure. Okay? So red blood cell control. Yeah. So what's another hormone? Uh, cortisol. No. Adrenaline? No. It's adrenal glands. It's adrenal glands. On top of the kidney, though, I'll give you. It's close, but... <laughs> it's the... Uh, Two others. Renin? Oh, renin. yeah, the renin. RAS system. So, so what actually is oh. renin? Oh, the renin-angiotensin system is involved in fluid retention <laughs> and the long-term control of blood pressure. Yeah, so what you need to know is that renin equals blood pressure yeah. control. Okay. And more in-depth understanding is that renin promotes the conversion of angiotensinogen, which is produced in the liver, yep. to angiotensin 1 yep. or AT1. 
then that activates the renin-angiotensin-aldosterone system, commonly yep. known as RAS. And that leads to sodium and water retention, which leads to blood pressure control. Yeah. yeah. So we've got renin, EPO, last one. Come on. Ah, calcitriol. Cool. Calcitriol. Yeah. So calcitriol yeah. is the active form of vitamin yeah, D3. So I'll just quickly go through the physiology of that. So the kidney converts 25-hydroxyvitamin D3 from the liver, known as calcidiol, yep. okay, into 125-dihydroxyvitamin D3, calcitriol. Yep. Okay? I love how you can say that perfectly, but you can't <laughs> do the intro to this podcast. I don't, man, I get stressed can, out. Can you say like, irregularly irregular? Irregularly irregular. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And does anyone know what the function of vitamin D3 or calcitriol is? Uptake of calcium? No. Yeah. JT's on the point. So calcitriol, it increases the calcium absorption from the small bowel and renal tubules. And it also increases calcium release from bones. But all I want you to remember is that calcitriol equals bone health. Okay. So can you guys repeat to me the three hormones and the the three main functions of them? So EPO for red blood cell health, and then calcitriol for bone health, and then renin for blood pressure health. Yeah. <laughs> Simple. Right? Simple. <laughs> Three health. Okay. That's all you need to know about CKD, all right. in my humble opinion. Love it. Okay. Love it. So now that we've gone through the three basic kidney functions, we're going to go through the definition of CKD. So does anyone have any definitions of what CKD may be? I know there's two ways of looking at CKD by the kidney disease guidelines um, one is them with albumin and the other one was with filtration rate yeah yeah, yeah. you're on the right line so the first de- definition of ckd is when you've got a gfr which is glomerular filtration rate less than 60 mils per minute for greater than three months with or without evidence of kidney damage so that's just a gfr one and then you've got the other one which is evidence of kidney damage for example things like album albuminuria hematuria for greater than three months with or without a reduction in GFR, okay? So one's like GFR and then the other one's kind of like evidence of kidney damage. Right. So for example, could you think of it GFR, like you see it as a diagnostic test, you see GFR, and then the other one you see as signs and symptoms, the albuminuria. Is that... If that helps you, I just kind of think it's... One's it could be albumin or hematuria or something else. Yeah. One's evidence of kidney yeah. damage, other one's just using GFR. Yeah. But usually a combination of both would happen if someone has some kidney damage, right? Yeah, gotcha. And CKD can be broken down into various stages, as we probably heard before, like stage one, stage mm-hmm. two, all the way to stage five. Mm-hmm. And those are usually based off the GFR. For example, a stage five has a GFR less than 15 Okay, but you can just look at the table, which is on the Notion document. Then there's also criteria based on how much albuminuria there is. Here's a bit of uh, trivia, I guess. You see a patient with stage 5D chronic kidney disease. What does a D stand for? Death. <laughs> dialysis. dialysis. Dialysis, I think, yeah. 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 Which is a precursor to... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> it's much really morbid. Yeah. Okay, and what are the common causes of CKD? And there's only one I really want you to know. What would be the most common cause of CKD? Uh, poor blood pressure health. That's the most broad statement you, ever. You mean I like, was going to say hypertension. You mean hypertension? Yeah. That is one of the causes, but oh, no. causes the other one that's is... the fourth one, according to my Okay, opinion. diabetes. Diabetes, sure. right? And what do you get from diabetes, which uh, is a common kidney dysfunction? Uh, uh, diabetic you get nephropathy. nephropathy. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, so diabetes is the most common cause of CKD. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's the, the second one? Other ones are like interstitial diseases, glomerular diseases. Also oh, like, within the kidney already. Yeah. Yeah, but I see. I just want you to remember diabetes, right? But say, so, for example, you on a ward round and consultant asks you, all right, just give me three big causes for CKD. What big three would you choose? So you've got diabetes mellitus, interstitial diseases, which are often caused by like drug adverse drug reactions. So interstitial diseases yeah. of the kidney. Sure. And glomerular diseases. The most common one is IgA nephropathy. Okay. And then the fourth one you probably want to include is hypertension. Yeah. I think I'm going to move hypertension to the second yeah. one because <laughs> I remember that one. Okay. So now that we've gone through the first principles of mm-hmm. CKD, mm-hmm. we're going to think about what are the common complications of CKD. Mm-hmm. And we're going to break down the complications in regards to the three basic kidney functions. Yep. Okay. So if the kidney's function of regulating concentration is affected, what are two complications you could foresee happening? So if you can't regulate your fluid concentration, yeah. you re- become fluid overloaded, potentially. Yes. Yeah, fluid overloaded yeah. or there's more volume equals... High blood pressure. Hypertension. So the inability of the kidney to regulate the salt and water balance equals? Hypertension. Hypertension, Hypertension, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's an easy one to remember, right? Now, what's another one? The electrolytes or whatever? Yes. What particular electrolyte we like to think of? The uh, potassium. Yeah. Yeah. So what could you get? (laughs) Uh, A hyperkalemia. Yeah. Hyperkalemia. Because you can't excrete it? Yeah, the kidneys ability to regulate concentrations messed up. So there's impaired tubular excretion of potassium, which leads to a rise in serum potassium mm. or hyperkalemia. Would you know why there's no hypokalemia or is that? Well, the kidney usually excretes potassium. So therefore the kidney's ability to excrete is not really working see, well, yeah. which leads to a buildup, right? I see, okay, okay. So under regulation of concentration, we've got hypertension and hyperkalemia. Yeah. Okay. So now moving on to the excretion of metabolic waste products, yeah. there is one complication which is common. Can anyone? Uremia. It's associated with the urea. Uh, acidosis? Yes. So you get a metabolic acidosis, yeah. okay? Because if you can imagine CKD patients, they accumulate a lot of waste products. And the way I kind of view it is that basically there's reduced excretion of hydrogen or acid, okay? So now, in regards to hormone synthesis, you get two complications. Can anyone think of anything? Yeah, reduced production of EPO. Yeah, and what would that result in? The result of that is reduced production of erythrocytes, which leads to anemia. Anemia, okay. So the insufficient EPO production is part of it, but there's also end-organ resistance to EPO. Okay, so that's actually one of the main reasons why. End organ, you're talking about bone marrow resistance? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So it becomes what, less sensitive to EPO? Is that right? Yeah, I think that's what Neil tried to write. I didn't really understand it, but. (laughs) (laughs) This has been fact-checked by organ resistance to EPO, which I think that that's the understanding. This document has been fact-checked by Professor Neilville. And it's an important thing to note because he mentioned that EPO levels can be normal or even elevated in CKD patients. And some people mm. get the impression that measuring EPO levels can help them decide when to prescribe EPO in CKD patients. Right. So as in... Wait, why would it be increased? Sorry? Why would... I thought the, the kidney can't function well, so it can't produce EPO. Yeah, no? but if you're like flogging a horse or something to produce more yeah. EPO and then the bone marrow th- yeah. is resistant oh, to negative I feedback. See, I see, I see. There's a lack of negative yeah. feedback. So, okay. so that's why you made that point because there, there may be a lot of people who 
measure the EPO levels yeah. and look, oh, it's normal. Yeah. Therefore, the kidney's that fine. can't be the, yeah, the mm. kidney's fine or whatever. But it's not. Yeah, yeah. It may, may be the case. But sometimes there are cases where there is insufficient EPO production as right. well. So, but I'm not a nephrologist, so I don't really understand. So that. could you think but, of it like but, if there's so direct damage to the kidneys, impairs the ability to produce EPO. Yeah. However, if you have a situation where the end organ, in case in this case bone marrow, becomes resistant to EPO, you have reduced negative feedback onto the kidneys, so the kidneys then produce more EPO to yeah. make up for it. So if you measure and you see elevated EPO, it actually doesn't tell you whether the kidney's injured or not. You could be right or you could be wrong. I actually don't know. But that that sounds right, right? Sounds like something you should ask sounds- Professor <laughs> Neil. Okay. And you get a normocytic anemia. Is that because you're just not producing enough red blood cells, but the red blood cells you're producing are that's the right size? Yeah. Now, what's the other complication you can see with hormone synthesis? Vitamin D stuff. Yeah, bone stuff. That's a hint. There are like three different... Yeah things working at once, like yeah. three or four different things. So yeah. I'll just tell you, it's hyperparathyroidism. So the three mechanisms which I kind of identified were that you get phosphate retention, okay, because your kidney can't filter out the phosphate as well. Also, you get hyperphosphatemia nice. as yeah, well. Yeah, so that leads to high serum phosphate, and then that increases PTH secretion. Sure. Okay. You've also got a second mechanism, which is calcitriol deficiency, because less calcitriol is produced. That leads to reduced calcitriol inhibition of PTH. Yeah. Okay. And the third one you get is that you have low calcium, and then that leads to increased PTH secretion. Yeah. I'll remember maybe one and a half yes. of those. And the reason why I mentioned that is that serum calcium can be normal throughout, but PTH will rise due to the other mechanisms. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because the increased level of parathyroid hormone compensates to normalize your calcium level. Yes. Right. But you can still have high PTH even with the normal <clears throat> exactly. calcium because, because you, of all those yeah. other mechanisms. So you'd have normal calcium because you have high PTH because the PTH increases calcium release from the bones. So it normalizes okay. your calcium. I think what I wanted to demonstrate was that the hyperparathyroidism is almost independent of the calcium levels because you've got those other mechanisms of calcitriol deficiency and phosphate retention. And that trumps Because the- usually parathyroid hormone responds to the calcium levels yeah. but because you've got the phosphate retention mm. and calcitriol deficiency those things can take it off balance sorry to labor the point but isn't it that because parathyroid hormone increases calcium release from yes. the bone right so if you have low calcium from these reasons yeah the low calcium is picked up by the parathyroid yeah. gland yeah parathyroid responds to this by increasing release of parathyroid hormone parathyroid hormone then increases calcium release from the bone to bring your calcium level yeah. back up mm. but sure. anyway hyperparathyroidism okay, okay yeah, that's yeah, all yeah, yeah. done cut, okay cut done yep yep okay and the last category which we haven't discussed are the multifactorial complications okay right and there are two main ones can anyone think of them? Heart. Heart. Cardiovascular. Right. Yeah. So there's a significantly higher cardiovascular disease risk. Yeah. Well, hypertension is one. Yeah, hypertension. Yeah. But all I'm saying is a bunch of different shit yeah, which yeah, goes sure, on, sure. which increases your risk of yeah. cardiovascular disease. All these hormone okay. imbalances. Yeah. What's another multifactorial complication? So uh, if, you're, if you've got CKD, you're yeah. at higher risk of? Infections. What, what do infections do to the kidney? Nephrotic disease, nephritic so disease. increased risk of U- and UTIs. acute kidney injury. Ah. Right? 
Okay, sure, sure. I think, oh, you, you got to reduce. You, you misled much. us a little bit. Yeah, with the multifactorial okay, thing. It's yeah, just—it's okay. literally really a kidney. kidney literally the kidney. Specific. I don't know where to put it under though. Okay? I'm confused. I'm trying to <laughs> just categorize. Kidney. So this is AKI on top of CKD. Yeah, yeah just acute on chronic. All I want to say is that you increase risk of an AKI because your baseline renal function sucks. Sure. Okay. So anything can can push you over to an AKI. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Okay. So those were the one, two, three, four. Seven complications, right? Of CKD. <laughs> nice and simple, right? Do you want to? Do you want to go over it, that. Jason? Give us no. a summary so far. How about you give me the seven complications? <laughs> How about I give you? All right, JT, you give. Okay, uh, you wh- give six. I'll give one. <laughs> okay, what are the two complications regarding the regulation of concentration? So you get poor regulation of blood pressure, um, hypertension. Yeah. What Just else? give you the name. The other one. Metabolic acidosis. Yeah, that's under that's the metabolic waste products, category. but yeah, it's similar to regulate concentration. What's the third one? Hyperkalemia. Hyperkalemia, yeah. And hyperphosphate. Is it PTH? Yeah, that's hormone synthesis, hyperparathyroidism. What's another hormone synthesis? Oh, um, you get anemia. Anemia, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the other one. And then the multifactorial one. HKI. And uh, heart, heart stuff. Heart CBD. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. So now we'll move on to the management of CKD. So with any management question, you can always break it down into two simple Pharmacological categories. and non-pharmacological? Yeah. Or non-medical and medical. Yeah, That's sure. the way I view it. Okay, so we'll start off with non-medical first. Yeah. What is the general category of non-medical management? Here we go. Mm. Patient Adian. education. Yeah, or lifestyle advice. Lifestyle management. <laughs> Via I say patient lifestyle education. Advice, okay? yeah. And there are five main things which you can include under lifestyle advice. What are those? Come on. Let's go. So with easy. the blood pressure, yeah. minimize salt, minimize water. Oh, yep. actually, so diet, just so salt, under I dietary think, yeah. advice, yeah. We'll, you want to tell them to reduce their salt intake, reduce their calories, like lower fat diet, a lower fat diet. Okay. So what are the other lifestyle advices which we always see? If they're smoking, stop yes. smoking. Smoking cessation, yep. sound fancy. Yep. Uh, control your diabetes well. with. That's, that's under medical. We'll get to that. Diet, what? smoking cessation. Hey, what else? We can watch what you eat. Yeah, now, I guess it it, it goes okay, both. Yeah, yeah. It goes to both yeah, your yeah, CKD yeah. and sure. your diet. Yeah. Anyway, I'm right. just trying. Dietary advice, smoking cessation. What are three others? Exercise. Yes, exercise. exercise. Increase physical activity. Yeah. What else? Yeah. Alcohol. Yes, reduce, reduce alcohol, alcohol intake. Come on, yeah. these are like the most simple yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weight loss. Fucking diabetes. Yeah, I'm gonna Fuck go you. through that <laughs> medical management. Man. Oh, weight loss is diabetes. Uh, no, there's both. It's both. <laughs> Fucking hell. You can't just cure diabetes exactly with. Yes, you can. Fuck the medications. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, we are not doctors. We are medical God, students. JT, man. Fine. Please. <laughs> I'm just annoyed. <laughs> please consult your yeah, health well. practitioner for actual medical advice. Okay. So now the fun part, the medical management. All right, JT. Diabetes. Shut up. Just. Stop fucking chanting. <laughs> Explode Jesus. my microphone. Okay. Medical management. Okay. There are three management principles. Okay. Yeah. Can anyone think of what those are? Control your diabetes. <laughs> yeah, that's a subsection of one of them. Okay. Um, reduce your blood pressure. That's another subsection. Okay. Do you want me to go through these? Wait, 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 no, 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 no. What are you, no, no. you categorizing? No, no, no. Give us, like give very us. broad categories of, of management, managing CKD. But as in, are these like broad categories of medications? No. The Medication is one of them, right? Title. So I'll give you examples. pharmacology. One's like slowing what progression? Ah, oh, okay, okay. Go JT. Slowing kidney disease progression. Yeah. So slowing chronic oh, kidney yeah. disease That's progression. Cool. <laughs> That's one. What's the second one? Minimize, Controlling diabetes. Minimizing complications. No. Yeah. So monitoring for CKD complications. There you go. And what's the third one? Controlling comorbid conditions. No. Reducing. Reducing. 
risk factors of what disease? <coughs> Cardiovascular disease. Yes. Okay. So think about it in an OSCE. You'd want to say, I'd want to uh, manage their CKD progression, control their cardiovascular risk factors, as well as monitor for CKD complications. See how so fancy you sound? That's actually pretty lovely. Shut the fuck up, JT. I give you that. So now that JT has allowed me to speak clearly, okay? So under slow CKD progression, there are four things you'd want to do. Okay, so JT mentioned one, diabetes management or glycemic <laughs> control. I never okay? thought to hear this. So we're not going to, we're just going to touch on this broadly. Yeah. So for glycemic control, you want to aim for an HbA1c of? Seven. Approximately 7%. Yeah. Okay. In general, for type 1 diabetes, you need insulin therapy. And for type 2 diabetes, you want oral hyperglycemic agents. Anti-hyperglycemic oh. agents. Oh, yeah. Anti. <laughs> okay. What's another thing to slow the progression of CKD? Manage their hypertension. Yep, so blood pressure, hypertension. Management. I actually thought that would be under cardiovascular risk factors. Spoilers, there is some overlap. No, I'll okay. go through fair that. Enough, okay? Fair enough. So under blood pressure control, yep. what blood pressure do you want to aim for? Give me systolic and dice. 130. Yeah, so less than 130 on over. 80. So less than 130 on 80 is the blood pressure you want to aim for. And in general, what is the first line therapy for blood pressure management? ACE inhibitor usually. Yeah. And they may need combination therapy if they're unresponsive mm -hmm. to blood pressure management. And what are those add-on therapies? Calcium channel blocker. Calcium channel blocker, blocker or thiazide? Diuretics. Diuretics. Yeah. Okay. There's a third one. You want to reduce the protein urea. Oh, Cal Cal okay. oh yeah. Yeah. But interestingly, you reduce the protein urea with the drugs you use for blood pressure control. So basically ACE inhibitors or ARBs actually help to reduce the protein urea. I'm not actually sure what the mechanism is for it, but ACE inhibitors or ARBs are the drugs which are used to reduce protein. And they're prescribed to patients with diabetic nephropathy and or proteinuria, irrespective of whether or not hypertension is present because okay. they help with the protein okay. Urea, okay. And the last drug, which I swear to God, this is like a wonder drug now because it's using heart failure Wait, and diabetes. Give me a class, let us Come on. Train. Heart failure and type 2 diabetes. SGLT2R. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. SGLT. Glyphosin or whatever. Yeah, the flozins. Okay. Glyphosins, yeah. Please check out our heart failure episode if you want to learn more about SGLT2 inhibitors for the use in heart failure. And diuretics. Yeah. So SGLT2 inhibitors are drugs which are commonly used in diabetic patients and heart failure. And they work by reducing the renal tumular glucose reabsorption, yep. which then reduces the blood glucose without stimulating insulin release. Yep. And for some reason, they're nephroprotective. They slow the progression of CKD, even in patients without diabetes. Mm. So SGLT2, I swear to God, they're like the new wonder drug. Yeah. They work for everything. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to move on to the second category, which is the reduction of cardiovascular risk factors. Yeah. So there are two which overlap with CKD progression. Yeah. What, what were they? Glycemic control yes. and blood pressure control. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> and now what's the third one? So you've got BP control, glycemic control. What else control? Statins. Yep. Lipid control. Ah, right? okay. With okay. statins. Is the lipid thing because the typical picture of someone with these conditions will probably also have high lipids? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a whole metabolic picture, basically. Yeah. So you yeah, hit okay. him with the statin yeah. as well. Yeah. Yep, yeah. gotcha. So just remember that blood pressure control and glycemic control both assist with slowing CKD progression and reducing cardiovascular disease risk factors. Gotcha. Okay, now we're moving on to the monitoring for CKD complications. And there are four main complications I want you guys to know. Okay, can anyone think of one? Um, so the thinking. urea, right? The electrolytes. Yeah. Ele so electrolyte disturbance. Under category, one? Yeah, electrolyte disturbances. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how would you monitor for electrolyte disturbances? UEC. UEC. And what would you look for on UEC? Potassium. Yes. Sodium. 
phosphate. But in particular, you want to look for cerium potassium and you want to look for bicarbonate because bicarbonate is an important regulator oh, of yeah. acidosis. Just, yeah, or so it you don't want it to be decreased. Yeah. So you would say with a UEC, it would look at the serum, potassium, and bicarbonate levels. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so electrolyte disturbances are done. What's another category of CKD complications? Anemia. So Anemia. Yes. Full blood picture? Yep. So what would you look for on a full blood picture? I look at the hemoglobin levels, for example. Yes. Yeah. And you want to aim for a hemoglobin level around 100 to 120 grams per liter. Like if oh, it's lower, yeah, you sure. want that's the... Oh, and then also look for, for the mean cell volume? Yes. And why do you look for the mean cell volume? Because you told us it was not microcytic, not yeah. macrocytic, yeah. but normal normalcytic. So normal mean cell yeah. volume... Yeah, would because, be yeah. would be a normal acidic yeah. anemia. Because if you see a macro or a micro, it make you it might make you suspect is something else going on with yeah. their anemia, right? And yeah. that's yeah. important for in terms of anemia. There are many other causes yes. of anemia, so you want to exclude common non-renal explanations of anemia. Yeah. What's the most common non-renal one? Iron deficiency. Yeah, um, which presents as what type of anemia? Microcytic. Microcytic. So. In terms of ruling out iron deficiency anemia, you want to do an, an iron studies, which yep. look at the ferritin and transferrin saturation. Yeah. And what's another thing you want to look at? So you've got full blood picture, iron studies, and what's the last one, which can cause a macrocytic anemia? Is it B12? Yes. Folate and B12. Folate B12. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. macro. That's macrocytic, yeah. Yes. I'm and iron sure is micro, right? Macrocytic. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Those are like, yeah, I swear, yeah. the most common cause. Like, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So yeah. full blood picture, iron studies, folate and B12. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So anemia is done, oh, electrolyte disturbances. Sense, We've got two more. Okay. Vitamin D. Yeah. So bone, bone disease. Bone disease. Yeah. That's what I like. Bone nice disease. simple bone disease. bone disease. Okay. So what would you order to monitor for bone disease? You'd order the bone studies. Yeah. So, so you look at. <laughs> so three things you want to look at. You want to look at calcium levels, phosphate levels, yeah, yeah. and PTH levels because yeah. hyperparathyroidism. Oh, so yeah, I yeah, mentioned yeah. this in the wrong category. Yeah. I'm Cause, not sure. Because what... UECs don't measure calcium or phosphate. That's a separate test. Oh, yeah. so the so UEC yeah. looks for... It looks at like sodium, chloride, potassium, bicarbonate. Potassium. Yeah, yeah okay. but it doesn't yeah. look at yeah. calcium, phosphate. Yeah, Magnesium okay. doesn't sure, as well. Sure, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so calcium, phosphate, parathyroid hormone. Sure, sure. So bone disease, electrolyte disturbances, and anemia, anemia. done. Yeah. What's the last one? It's the most logical one. If you've got a failing kidney. Urine you output. EGFR. Yeah, you just want to look for declining renal function. Renal function, yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, you want to look at the GFR and creatinine. Yeah. I think those okay. are the two main yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. What's another test you want to look at? It's regard to the protein urea. PCR. Oh, urine ACL, urine albumin creatinine ratio. Right. Yeah, Which gotcha. is under the protein creatinine ratio. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, so that's an important yeah. investigation to do because... Yeah albumin and creatinine ratio is important in the stages as well. Yeah. Okay. And the last thing you can do is more of an examination, but blood pressure is an yep. important indicator of renal function. Sure. Okay. Sure. So you want to do a UEC, urine ACR, and blood pressure. Might sure. as well do your analysis to check for any yeah. Yeah. protein or any... That would be useful right, if they've got any UTI, yeah, exactly. which could yeah, yeah. exacespate an AKI, yeah, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Right? And that is essentially CKD in a nutshell. I thought you had three categories. Yeah, slow CKD progression, reduce cardiovascular risk factors, and monitor for CKD complications. In my mind, I'm just picturing the drop downs and all the that's different what, categories. Well, that's what tell, check tell the notion you that's how you're meant to think about it, right? No, no, you're Because right. by having the drop down menus yeah. in your head, that's how you'd want to answer yeah. a OSCE question, right? Yeah. You'd be like, 
In terms of medical management, I'd like to slow the CKD progression, reduce cardiovascular risk factors, monitor for CKD complications. In regards to slowing CKD progression, I'd want to manage the blood pressure, glycemic control, as well as reduce protein urea. That's really good. Um, I have to apologize for pressing on the diabetes. <laughs> your, your headings were, were very I, immaculate, and I think those are much better than yeah. just shouting out diabetes yes, all the time. Yeah, and, the, and the issue is because it's so, I swear, like, even me, like, when you get asked a question, you jump straight into giving, like, sure. an answer rather than subcategorizing sure. your answer. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just going to go through the three main takeaways yeah. I wanted you guys to know. Yeah. So the first one is that CKD is defined by a low GFR alone or evidence of kidney damage for greater than three months. Second point is, CKD affects the three basic fun functions of the kidney. And those three basic functions are to regulate the concentration of sodium and water, acid and bases, and electrolytes, particularly potassium. The other functions include excretion of metabolic waste products, such as urea, hormone synthesis of renin, EPO, and calcitriol. The last point I wanted to make was that medical management of CKD can be broken down into slowing CKD progression, reducing cardiovascular risk, and monitoring for CKD complications. That's, That's it in a nutshell. Good. That's it. Three main takeaways, guys. Three main takeaways. I love how you can say that perfectly. You can't <laughs> do the intro to this podcast. I don't know, I get stressed. Hey guys, Adian here with some fact checks. Jason states that calcitriol causes calcium release from the bone. This actually depends on the vitamin D levels, as at low vitamin D levels, it stimulates bone mineralization, and at high levels, it stimulates bone resorption. Jason also states, in regards to EPO levels, in patients with chronic kidney disease, EPO levels are inappropriately low relative to the degree of anemia. Generally, EPO levels are normal or slightly increased in the anemia associated with chronic kidney disease. Thank you so much for listening to our episode this week. To get the most out of this podcast, check out our Anki flashcards and our Notion document. And for all your first principles, keep it right here at 1 p.m.